Failure is not an option. What difference at this point does it make? Nobody said it was going to be fun. This is Real Talk, a fearless, poignant, and intrepid show where truth speaks louder than words. This is Real Talk with your host, Audrey Russo. It's a shame, not of this world, so we live on the run. We keep our eyes set, eyes on what is to come. It happened before, it will happen again. It's just a question of when. Time's a luxury we don't have. This is Dale Hurd of CBN News, and you're listening to Audrey Russo on the Real Talk Radio Show. Welcome back. If you're just joining us, this is Audrey Russo, and you're listening to Real Talk. It's never about the issue. It's always about the revolution. They made their power grab and stole the election from 80-plus million Americans the first time in U.S. history. Will they rue the day? I think so. And we're going to discuss this with my next guest, direct from South Africa. For my new listeners... Dr. Peter Hammond is the founder and director of Frontline Fellowship, the founder and chairman of Africa Christian Action, the director of the Christian Action Network, and chairman of the Reformation Society. He is the author of several books, including Faith Under Fire in Sudan, In the Killing Fields of Mozambique, Slavery, Terrorism, and Islam, the Historical Roots, and the Contemporary Threat. It's my great pleasure to give a real talk welcome back to Dr. Peter Hammond. Welcome back, Peter, and Happy New Year. Thank you, Audrey, and to you too. Thank you so much. And, uh, well, so the communists and their little helper monkeys in the Democrat Party and the media stole a landslide election, uh, the first time this has ever happened in our history. Have you ever seen anything like this before? <laughs> I'm sorry to say, Audrey, yes, I have. I've seen this tactic done before, and it's tragic to see it done to such a great country as the United States of America. I would have thought that you were immune to this, but uh, I've seen countries before. The country I was raised in, Rhodesia, went through a similar hijacking uh, and a communist revolution where they lost all the battles, we won all the battles, 
and yet they stole, they cheated, they lied, and they guilt-manipulated, gaslighted. They used the Stockholm Syndrome guilt manipulation, all kinds of international pressure, media campaigns, extraordinary. And, uh, you know, it's so bewildering to a person who hasn't gone through it before. They're saying, what happened? How did that happen? I don't understand. And uh, I've gone through this uh, three times uh, in South Africa, uh, in, in Rhodesia, what today is Zimbabwe, in Southwest Africa, what today is Namibia, and in South Africa, what today is run by the Marxists. So I've, I've lived through three revolutions and I understand how communists work. And having spent most of my life helping persecuted churches, not only throughout Africa, but even Eastern Europe back during the Cold War, I understand something of how the communists work. And, and so what's just gone on in America, it is a revolution, it's a coup d'etat, it's more than a stolen election. What this is, is the triumph of cultural Marxism, long march through the cultural institutions of the West, and it wouldn't be possible without the cooperation of most of the mainstream media and without a lot of deep states involved in this. This, this is, make no mistake, this is a revolution and it didn't happen by accident. Right, no. Oh, oh my gosh. They've been they've been trying to uh, uh, there have been coup attempts ever since actually they started it before he he uh, took office and they've been doing this for four years. And to me, this was like the Hail Mary pass. And they uh, accomplished it because they used uh, a virus, and, you know, blew it up out of proportions um, just to get the mail in ballots. And that's what they used, because when those uh those states that the challenged states, uh, and they were swing states, when they, when he started getting way out ahead, then they stopped counting, which is, this is unprecedented. You don't do this. Everything's counted on, on election day. And they waited until the next morning where magically you had hundreds of thousands of new votes, you know, come in that were, and the strange thing is the ballot only had, with all the other people on the ballot, that only hit for president and it was for biden every single one so you know it was clear that it clear evidence oh. yeah you know yes no I, I've, I've been looking at it and the vote of fraud that's gone on in the united states on this occasion is on an industrial level it's it's colossal fraud but i've seen this before i i, I see how this works so for example see if any of this um resonates or rings a bell uh, we've had elections, now I'm talking about uh, in Zimbabwe, of uh, what used to be Rhodesia and, and the old South Africa 1994 or in uh, Namibia 1990, we had vastly more than the electorate vote, uh, where you have uh, way over the 100% turning out to vote <laughs> in a precinct. I believe you had some place where there 150% of the the voter base actually voted and where 200%, you even had counties where up to 300% of the um, voter base voted in the election, which, of course, is statistically impossible. Exactly. Yes, no, that's correct. And there was not only the ev that type of evidence, but we also had, uh, uh, I understand it's up to a 1,000 affidavits, which is under penalty of, of law. You go to jail for lying on this. This is, you know, mm. a, it's a court document from not only those that are Republican, but also Democrats that were poll watchers that saw that were, or, or were there that were, they were not permitted to uh, look at signatures. They were not permitted. They, they kept them out of the room. And this went on in all these swing states. See, this is very, very detailed. This is very, very planned. 
Uh, it was a careful operation to do this. And of course, they had the media to back them up. To me, they're like a, a state, a, a, an arm of the state now, because that's how it's 90 something percentile of their of the mainstream media, they're, they're liberals or liberal communists. And they back this up because they wouldn't even question. Now you have big tech entering this and they were trying to, they were banning people, suspending them permanently for saying that this was a stolen election. Can you imagine this? <coughs> yes, I can. And, uh, uh, again, this is this is how communists work. We we've seen them do this in Eastern Europe, seen them them do this in Africa, and this is typical communist uh, tactic. So they threaten, they riot, they terrorize, they intimidate. Uh, in cases, they even assassinate and they cause damage and they cause damage to people's property. They threaten to do even worse. And the media incredibly seems to have a soft spot for these Marxist revolutionaries. And what helps make this work is the fact that they're willing to lie, steat, shield, because they believe in the uh, end justifies the means. So it doesn't matter how much they lie, steal, cheat, or even murder, as long as the end is noble in the sense of their goal. Now, of course, we as Christians couldn't do that because uh, we believe we've got to obey the rules. We can't lie, steal, or cheat, and uh, we can't expect God to to bless us if we are not loving to our neighbor or doing to others we want to be done unto and adhering to basic rules such as uh, the Ten Commands layout. So uh, for us, this is hard to imagine. But when you come from the Marxist revolutionary perspective and you believe that the socialist utopia is perfect, then it doesn't matter how much you lie, steal or cheat in order to win the election because the, the end justifies the means in their sense. And anyway, they don't believe in heaven or hell or day of judgment or uh, God, and therefore there's no ultimate right or wrong. The only thing that matters is the party and the uh, the winning, and therefore, because the end justifies the means in their mind, they justify every kind of deceit and breaking of the law and the constitution. And that is how you could have so many people involved in fraud, uh, in a blatant breaking of the electoral laws and overlooking it, and uh, this has to be possible amongst the mass media. It's got to be possible amongst a lot of the electoral counters and the people involved in the processes. And you can see just how corrupted the society has become when you've got these people, these demo rats, who are willing to twist and bend and break every law in the Constitution and every moral law and lie blatantly about it in order to advance what they believe is, is good. So to them... They, they are convinced that what they've done is, is something good and noble, even though they've stolen election, they've broken the rules, they've broken, in fact, it's treason, it's sedition, it's uh, it's a insurrection in a real sense. And have you noticed that not only do they not feel guilt for having lied and stolen and cheated, but they are able to engage in reality inversion where they blame their opponents of exactly what they've done. They accuse the people who are trying to stop the steal of insurrection. Yeah, that's it was uh, it was amazing. Um, I mean, Trump supporters have said repeatedly that uh, they love the constitutional republic, but dislike the fact that the Democrat Party committed, as you were saying, it's electoral treason, which is an affront to the Constitution. Now, a peaceful protest of the electoral steal 
with, of course, Antifa was there and they were disguised as Trump supporters. Uh, they were committing violence, was labeled as an insurrection. This was a lie because the protesters were not attempting to overthrow the government. What what they didn't count on was that there were people in the crowd taking videos. Uh, and and I, I, I believe I sent you a few of them. The Capitol Police were letting protesters. Yes. Yeah, they were letting them. And they were walking calmly into. But they let them into the building. It, did that look like an insurrection to you? <laughs> Indeed. Now, I've, I've seen those videos. And there's, there's no doubt about it that uh, this was orchestrated. This was not accidental. So... Uh, always we've got to ask the question, who benefits? When is a crime, who benefits? And the other thing about things is to ask about timing. So we understand what was going on on the 6th of January. The 6th of January was a very important Senate hearing to uh, either validate or to question and investigate the uh, results of the Electoral College vote and to, to either ratify the election or to set it aside and to challenge it. And there were a number of high-profile senators who had made it very clear that they were going to challenge the electoral steal and the validity of the votes and the many unconstitutional breaches of electoral law, the the, uh, the cheating, the affidavit. So there was a wide range of very serious challenges that were coming on the 6th of January, which is why the Stop the Steal march was planned for the 6th of January, I think, to provide extra uh, attention and uh, encouragement, doubtless, for the senators uh, who would be making a stand against Stop the Steal. So look at the timing. At the very moment that the challenges are to rise from the floor, the first senator to, to challenge the uh, validity of these votes is about to stand. And at that moment, the so-called Trump supporters apparently score an own goal by invading the Capitol, putting an end to the debate, stopping the legal challenge to the vote and enabling them to bypass all the challenges and just go right ahead and ratify the voters all go into lockdown. So the timing of this, to me, this looks like a coup. This is, this is what you call a false flag operation. Uh, and it's got elements of false flag. It's got elements of a, a trap because it, it, it's not possible for the left to be that lucky when they had such a groundswell of opposition growing. And when you think of the 75 million American voters who voted for Trump and the millions who turned out at the rallies for Trump and the millions who turned out at the Stop the Steal rallies, and you had the huge hundreds of thousands on the Mall of America that day, and there was this groundswell of public outrage over the steal and the blatant fraud, and the Abby Davids were coming out, and the evidence was huge, and the legal teams challenging it, and you've got Mayor Giuliani, and you've got Sidney Powell, and so many others challenging, and the exposures are coming, and now you've got the legal challenge, and at that moment, they're about to challenge it in the Senate, and suddenly, Trump supporters put a stop to the legal challenge and score such an own goal that they disgrace their own side. Now, what this is, is what we call agent provocateurs. There were obviously elements who had infiltrated. Now, we know from military sources that there were at least three buses of Antifa infiltrators who were bused into Washington, D.C. for the Trump rally. So Antifa was advertising and saying they wanted people to come in to particularly disrupt the the Trump march. So, okay, we know that, we know that they were there. 
We've seen pictures of individuals uh, in the video clips that you shared as well, where there were uh, people starting to break uh, windows, do acts of vandalism, and the crowd shouting, no, 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 Antifa, stop Antifa, no, no, stop Antifa, stop. And plainly the crowd's uh, outraged, we're not here to do vandalism. And so there were other elements amongst them. And so when you put the different uh, uh, video clips that have come out, including Capitol Police removing the barricades and uh, almost ushering in the uh, peaceful crowd of Trump people, then you've got random acts of, of vandalism taking place, which obviously outraged the rest of the crowd. The timing of this one has to see that this has to have been orchestrated, that while the vast bulk of the hundreds of thousands of people who turned out that they had nothing to do with this and didn't even know what was going on, uh, amongst the few who got uh, fooled or cornered or tricked or cheated, you could say, into going into the Capitol at that moment and committing what would be seen as more than a trespass, uh, more than a protest, some would call it an insurrection. This has to be an orchestrate, and the way the media jumped in it and blew it out of all proportion and took a molehill and made a mountain out of it, and it, it, the way it was presented as an insurrection and riot and vandalism and terrorism, some said, uh, this is what took the, it, it sealed the final steel where you'd had for over a month lies, lies, and more lies about the, the election. Uh, for two months, you'd had uh, election by media, the media telling you who's won, even though the evidence is huge otherwise. And you've got the challenges building up legally and so on, but the media trying to ignore it, saying, no, there's fake news, fake news. You've got the agent provocateurs, the bust and Antifa people, uh, the extraordinary development. But the timing of this, the timing, this could not have been choreographed and orchestrated better in order to sidetrack, derail the challenge to the steel and to basically end up validating what was nothing less than a, a coup d'etat, a revolution, having a fake president, a fake election, and fake results uh, endorsed. Uh, I would say people need to look back and, and recognize you've been had. This was a Marxist revolutionary attempt, which was finalized by a media spin on what should have been actually a fairly minor event. And... Uh, if you look at the amount of people involved, it was trivial, but it was blown up so worldwide it looked like the Trump supporters had suddenly turned violent and anti-law and order against the Constitution. But why would they choose to time it to stop the legal challenge to a great the point. electoral fraud? That's, a, that's such a great point. Yeah, now, I don't think anyone's looked at it that way, and that's just a great point. And, well, I, I, want, I mentioned I'm going to play a, a, a clip um, at the president's words, um, you know, before Antifa dresses, Trump supporters made a show for the media um, to use this propaganda. And, of course, the media left this clip out of the president. So I'm going to play it and, uh, and we'll come right back. If you don't hear it, right. let me know. OK, here we go. And after this, we're going to walk down and I'll be there with you. We're going to walk down. We're going to walk down, anyone you want, but I think right here, we're going to walk down to the Capitol. And we're going to cheer on our brave senators and congressmen and women. And we're probably not going to be cheering so much for some of them. Because you'll never take back our country with weakness. You have to show strength and you have to be strong.
We have come to demand that Congress do the right thing and only count the electors who have been lawfully slated, lawfully slated. I know that everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. Today, we will see whether Republicans stand strong for integrity. Uh, <laughs> Peter, did you hear the words of incitement to violence there? Because they, they lied and not, impeached not him on that. No, 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 I mean, it's quite clearly peacefully, patriotically, support chair on our senators so i mean it, it was quite plainly it was just meant to be a show of support and of encouragement to those who were courageous and uh, to be a witness against those who were being fraudulent yeah yeah it was uh and the media left that out and the congress ignored it uh and of course uh they're um, the majority democrat and they again, which means nothing, by the way, impeached him, but never giving him due process. Here, you you have to, they impeached him two times and didn't give him due process, allow him to refute anything. No one listened to that clip that you heard and everyone else heard. They didn't didn't care. Uh, They just made it up that he incited violence and an insurrection and that he should be impeached for it. Uh, and, and even further than that is once you're out of office, there, there is no reason to have a Senate trial, okay? And that still also has to have due process. And so he's leaving off office in two days. Yet the Democrats are trying to stop him from running in 2024. They, they are so afraid of this man. It, it's, it's absolutely disgraceful and shameful. And it's unprecedented, this kind of behavior, What's gone on right now is, make no mistake, it's a revolution. And what you've seen is not an upholding of America's democratic uh, procedures, but an undermining of it. This is uh, a fraudulent election, fraudulent results. You're going to have a fake president uh, uh, as a result of fake electoral uh, processes, ignoring the biggest landslide victory ever in American history. No other president has gotten as many votes as President Trump did in in the last election, over 75 million votes. And uh, the fraud that's been exposed, the many hundreds of thousands of fraudulent votes and the dead voting and the switching of ballots and the Dominion Man uh, uh, software, uh, switching votes from Trump to Biden, basically, a lot of people should go to jail. Uh, a lot of this was, was treasonous fraud and insurrection of the highest order. And to think that the cowards out there who should have been making a stand, whether you're talking about in the FBI or the CIA or oh, in yeah. the judiciary yeah. uh, or in the electoral process or the local uh, governors uh, in the Senate, uh, it, it looks like there's been a lot of deep state fraud. And um, I don't know how much intimidation, bribery, blackmail has gone on behind the scenes. But what you've seen is absolutely outrageous. And of course, Donald Trump must fight this and the legal battle must continue. It's, uh, th- and the way how the big tech has united to censor any exposure of the fraud, it just shows you they've got a lot to hide because truth does not fear investigation. Right, truth, exactly. And of course, they don't, you saw it looks like, actually, it looks like a military coup 
because they're having a virtual because nobody yeah. comes out to see anything he does. I mean, he couldn't get a sewing circle together. Nobody comes and he puts fences, which they kept telling us when it came to illegals didn't work. They have fences with razor wire and then they call in National Guard huh. troops. And well, they, um, they, I, 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 I can't help but add to observation that I'm sure um, <clears throat> Biden must want a virtual uh, presidential inauguration because he couldn't hope to uh, assemble a kind of crowd that Donald Trump did for his inauguration. So he needs to have a virtual one to cover up the fact that he can't turn out that many crowds and support. Yeah, yeah. This is, well, this is definitely the communists have done this. Uh, and people that don't believe that are ridiculous because this is, this is their tentacle. But uh, the, the difference is there were a lot of Christians praying a lot. Yes, I think we've got to recognize what we're seeing is, Yes, this this is like George Orwell, 1984, uh, Animal Farm. This is Newspeak. It's New World Order, um, a complete and utter inversion of reality. We need to resist. It's so important to understand we are being lied to. We are being deceived. And uh, uh, this election is not legitimate. And I certainly hope and pray that President Trump does not in any way attend or give his kind of physical blessing uh, to this fraudulent process and this fake um, uh, election uh, of a fake president. Uh, It needs to be boycotted and uh, it is a disgrace and I would hope and pray that American people do everything they can to resist and to recognize who's been lying to them and uh, for you to resist in every legal means possible Uh, and the legal processes exposing the fraud in this election must continue. I believe that the fight to restore America has just begun in many ways. And uh, what Donald Trump has done is given a vision and united people and he's exposed the swamp and he's exposed the deep state and the fake media. And now people can see just how terrible it was and in fact how necessary it is to keep on fighting because you must get your country back again. And never has it been clearer what you're dealing with. You're not just dealing with people who disagree with you. You're dealing with people who are willing to break every single rule and lie, and they are threatening to come after everybody who even voted for Trump. So uh, they don't want freedom of speech, freedom of conscience, freedom of movement under their new world order. And I think people are going to find the situation in the coming days uh, absolutely unacceptable. So the more we resist, the sooner we resist, the most consistently we resist, the better. Amen to that. And and I believe we've just begun. And I think we need to be encouraged because uh, gra- <laughs> well, for, for some of us, greater is he that's in us and he that's in the world. And we will win this if we stand, I think. We are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus who loved us. Uh, yes. Submit to God. Resist the devil. He will flee from you. Uh, light is more powerful than darkness and uh, truth is more powerful than deception. And not all the darkness can put out the smallest candle. That was the the motto of the resistance in Eastern Europe that saw the Iron Curtain come down uh, back in 1989. And uh, we need to recognize that uh, all that our brethren behind the Iron Curtain suffered for so many years, we're about to learn many of those lessons because it's the same kind of people who've been involved in the steel. And this is uh, a hideous situation uh, that America finds itself under. And I think that all of your uh, freedoms are under attack and you need all your checks and balances now more than ever 
And one needs to resist because otherwise you could find, pr praise God, you don't have a dictatorship. You've got a system of checks and balances. You are going to need your doctrine of the lesser magistrate, your local governors and counties and sheriffs and your local representatives to to stand up and resist because uh, right now I think you're going to see a much harder lockdown and you're going to see much greater censorship than ever before and you could see some kind of new inquisition coming where they start to uh, hound out those who were uh, voices for freedom and who were opponents to the uh, Democrat campaign. Uh, so understand that the Democrats today, whatever they were in the past, They've been hijacked uh, quite a long time ago, and they basically are agents for the Communist Party USA. And my proof of that is go onto the Communist Party USA website, and you will find, as I've found for many years now, the Communist Party USA is not putting up candidates in the next election, but advise all cadres to vote for the Democratic Party candidate. And that just shows you when the Communist Party USA found it wasn't necessary to put up a candidate anymore, it was because they now had control of the party they were recommending. There it is. There it is. Peter, where can the listeners follow and support your excellent work and purchase your books? Thank you. If you go to www.frontlinemissionsa.org, frontlinemissionsa.org is our website. You'll find audios and videos and, and uh, books. Our email is mission at frontline.org.za, mission at frontline.org.za, and you'll find us on social media as well. Excellent. And as always, I'll have those links in my after show, which is now on the live show page. Just go to AudreyRusso.com, click on the INR button, and right under the show description, you'll find all the links and info that you need to follow Peter's work. Thanks so much, Peter, again, for sharing your brilliant assessments with us. We're looking forward to your return to the show. Until then, may God bless you, your work, and may God save America. Bye for now. Amen.